The Voices of Search podcast is a proud member of the I Hear Everything podcast network. Looking to launch or scale your podcast? I Hear Everything delivers podcast production, growth, and monetization solutions that transform your words into profit. Ready to give your brand a voice? Then visit IHearEverything.com. Bridge Toll, California, customer service number. Highway miles to the gallon, Ford Focus. Thailand Cave Rescue Operation. What is Schema F? Best wine bars in San Carlos, California. Best Western hotels. How old is Ronaldo? What happened with Big Brother? What's a good engagement? How long before a wedding should I send out many save the dates? The first Use IMAP to check email on other email clients. Identify fonts from where to find the Welcome to the Voice. Voices of Search podcast. Today we're going to talk about common tactics and issues in e-commerce link building. Joining us is Rad Palushka, who is the CTO of Husky Hamster, which is a team of SEO artists with an international range of expertise delivering top-notch link building and content writing services available for SEOs, agencies, and standalone clients. And today, Rad and I are going to discuss the secret of link building pitfalls. And this podcast is also sponsored by Ahrefs. What if I told you that you could monitor your website's SEO health, backlinks, and organic rankings at no costs? Sounds too good to be true? Well, it's not. Because my friends at Ahrefs just launched Ahrefs Webmaster Tools. Ahrefs' new Webmaster Tools product quickly helps you improve your site's visibility by pointing solutions to over 100 technical issues that might be holding your search performance down. Plus, AWT monitors for backlinks so you'll know the most linked to pages and how those links are affecting your rankings. And AWT shares what keywords your website ranks for and compares how you stack up against competitors for key metrics like search volume, keyword difficulty, and traffic value. Look, monitoring your website used to require multiple expensive tools. And now, thanks to Ahrefs, that's not the case anymore because AWT will help you monitor your SEO health, backlinks, and keywords for free. And no, it's not one of those 14-day free trial offers. It's a powerful site audit tool that will keep working for you for free. So check out Ahrefs Webmaster Tools at ahrefs.com slash A-W-T. That's A-H-R-E-F-S dot com slash A-W-T. All right, here's my conversation with Rad Palushka, the CTO of Husky Hamster. Rad, welcome to the Voices of Search podcast. Hello, great to be here. Excited to have you on the show. Excited to talk a little bit about uh, link building and, and e-commerce, your specialty. Let's talk a little bit about something that's common to all SEOs, not just the e-commerce segment. Some of the secrets of link building. You've been doing this for a while, helping brands grow specifically in e-commerce. So what are the, some of the things that you learn do and don't work when it comes to link building? Oh, man, I think that's a great question. So I think there's a lot of misconceptions about link building in general, because for some reason, and by the way, I was pretty much the same before I started specializing more in in link building, is people, especially SEOs, for whatever reason, think that link building is something for dark, dodgy, this no real and very clear guidelines from Google itself, because sometimes they're saying guest posting is good. Sometimes they're saying exchanging for goods is bad and and all that, while at the same time, they're still encouraging you to work with the websites. And um, I think one of the 
biggest pitfalls that we found when we were a very young agency was we were really overcomplicating link building and treating it also as a standalone thing instead of a part of a bigger marketing strategy or online marketing strategy. I think these are the, the biggest pitfalls other than something involved in the processes and issues that, that you can actually make. So you mentioned that link building has a, I don't know, a questionable reputation, a checkered history where we've been giving, I don't know, multiple mixed signals from Google about how to think about link building. Don't buy links. Don't exchange links for services. Don't do this. Don't do that. We're going to penalize you if your links aren't the right way. By the way, link building is uh, the signal that Google looks at uh, that's the primary way to start building your domain authority. So don't do it the bad way, but make sure you prioritize it. That to me is a very mixed message, which is why SEOs are a little confused about link building. So you mentioned that there are some pitfalls when it comes to link building in terms of process, maybe targeting. How do you think about what are the wrong ways to approach link building or where are people getting in trouble? Well, one thing that was pretty difficult at the beginning for us was how do we price our service and how do we actually make it so people pay us and it doesn't actually mean and everyone understands that they don't actually buy links from us, right? Because I think also a very common misconception is when you're dealing with a link building company, you're paying them for links, but it's not really the way that you are actually buying links from them. It's actually their time that you're buying, okay? And I don't think we've been thinking longer and hard about that. And I don't think you're going to get in trouble because of that per se. And I don't think we're doing anything that is against Google guidelines by pricing our service based on the number of links that you're buying and their quality, okay? Where a lot of a lot of SEOs could say it's wrong, right? Now, where you can really go wrong is if you're going to approach link building through, I don't know, yourself or, or an agency and you don't really have a plan for it, or when you're trying to outsource it without actually doing proper research. Because there's a lot of, like in SEO itself as well, there's a lot of companies that also might use questionable tactics, for example, and that can actually lead your website to get in trouble, okay? Through service providers doing something wrong, you, you might actually get in trouble. So you mentioned some of the questionable tactics. And I think that that's one of the hard part for digital marketers and, and SEOs specifically when they think about building links. It can be really hard to figure out who are the proprietors and vendors that you can trust. We've all got a million emails that said, hey, you want to rank number one in Google? I can get 10,000 links for you for $57 a month. What's the difference between what those companies are doing and what somebody who is a legitimate link building agency like Husky Hamster does? How do you differentiate between the link building spam artists and the companies that are getting legitimate links for you? That's a really good one. So first of all, we focus on quality on, and on links being actually natural, okay? Yes, we might outreach to the site owners, trying to get our clients in front of them and somehow get them to link to our clients. But we don't do that through trying to pay them off or trying to get give them something, basically, right? So we first of all research our clients and try to you know generate a content that will be interesting for our clients' audiences while also kind of 
doing a crossover with what might be interesting to, let's say, the blogger's audience. If you're working towards the quality of content that you're going to present to the blog owners, that is also beneficial from the client's point of view. Blog owners are more likely to actually accept that content and put it on their website and use the client site as a reference. Okay, so what's important is a lot of research to be done into what it is really that your client's website presents that will also benefit the the blogger's audience. Yeah, this is the hard part for me when you think about the pitfalls of link building is, and in the same way in Google's guidance, I hear mixed messages. Well, you can send cold outreach to bloggers, but you don't want to send cold outreach to bloggers that isn't targeted. Well, okay. I'm still using email as my primary form of communication, most likely. Maybe you're doing some social posting as well to get in touch with the bloggers. And you don't want to pay them, but you want to make sure that you're providing value for the links. Well, those kind of seem like the same thing. So where is the line in the sand of like... Time for a one-minute break to hear from our sponsor, Previsible. So you're looking for SEO help, and you got a couple of options. You could start replying to spam from agencies that claim they can get you to rank number one on Google. You can pay an hourly rate for a consultant who will inevitably nickel and dime you with hourly charges. Or you can work with a cookie-cutter agency to quickly launch a strategy-less project with low success rate. None of those sound very good, now do they? Well, that's where Previsible's integrated consulting model comes in. Previsible draws from a collective 40 years of SEO and digital marketing experience to unlock your organic growth opportunities. They build custom solutions that combine strategy, technical expertise, content, and reporting to effectively operationalize SEO for your business. Previsible's four-stage approach ensures that your SEO programs thrive by starting off with a strategy-first approach. Then they support you in your efforts to create quality content, help you identify technical issues, and most importantly, they'll work with your cross-functional teams to integrate your SEO strategies to make sure that your SEO budget actually drives results, not just your agency's bottom line. So join brands like Yelp, eBay, Canva, Atlassian, Square, all who rely on the SEO consultants at Previsible. For more information, go to previsible.io. That's previsible, P-R-E-V-I-S-I-B-L-E dot I-O. What is the appropriate way to reach out or what is the appropriate incentive structure? Talk to me a little bit about sort of process and, and incentives for the blogger and link builder relationship. Like I said earlier, with proper research, you'll be crafting something that the blogger can just take and use for his or her audience. And it's if you think about it, yes, it might sound like mixed message because you're still exchanging a service for, let's say, a link. But what you're really delivering to the blogger is something great that he can just use as a resource. And the way we approach bloggers, obviously, it's all customized. It's all crafted for them. And we're basically offering them something that will enrich their own websites. And if you guys know anything about Google, is Google wants to have better internet. And what makes better internet than actually providing great content and and giving people something that will enrich their own website and make it more useful for their own audience. Yeah, I think the takeaway here is that what provides value is the content. And often the you know idea of link building is I'm just going to go pay for links. And that has a negative connotation, probably not something 
Google would think very positively on. So when you're getting that email that's like, hey, I've got all of these domains and it's $57 per link, would you like to buy one? You know, those aren't going to be quality links, right? If somebody is just exchanging straight up cash for links, probably not super valuable, potentially could get you in some trouble. When you're thinking about actually building a relationship with somebody who is a content producer and you're building content for them that they will share that, hey, happens to have a link that goes back to your site that looks, feels, and sounds like a more natural relationship, the way the internet was meant to work. So Rad, as we start to think about some of the ways to do the outreach and provide value, is this I'm writing content in advance and sharing it with somebody who is a blogger with the hopes that they publish it? Are you doing outreach saying we'd be happy to create content? What's just sort of the order of operations when you're doing a link building outreach campaign? Well, to be honest with you, it's it's a little bit of both, but I would say we actually create content in like 70 to 90% of cases up front and then and then approach the bloggers that we already in a way researched and created content that we know will fit their blogs. So we created that content before actually approaching them and the remaining 10 to 30%, because obviously it all depends as the very famous SEO saying goes. I don't think that's specific to SEO, but go on. <laughs> In those 10 to 30% of cases, we would try to get to um, get in touch with the blogger, maybe start chatting with them first and then offer something. Because if you really think about it, what blogger outreach is basically building a relationship. And when we're speaking about a relationship, you're not going to build a relationship by just dropping an email and saying, hey, I've got this content. Can you publish it on your website? Very often it's, it's more difficult than that. Also, one thing to point out here, which is, I think, very much worth mentioning, is that content isn't just the textual content. It's not just text. It's not just the article on the website, right? And in our experience, bloggers actually react very positively to offering them different content. Obviously, infographics would be one example, which at the moment is, I feel like, way overused. But there's a lot of other things like generating some data sets that they can use or present in, on their blogs, you know, or actually maybe making conclusions by, based on data that they can already use together with, let's say, tabular data. We sometimes create videos. We sometimes create like little text calculators for websites and they're, let's say, powered by our clients. So um, there's a lot of content forms that you can use that will be probably more effective than just an article that you can provide. I guess the last question I have for you is there's multiple different formats of content that you can create to send to bloggers to help do your link building strategies, to execute your link building strategies but you're building that content up front. So talk to me about the cost of producing the content. How do you think about what you should be spending to create the content in advance of sending it to a blogger with the notion that they might not actually use the content you're sending them? What does it cost to create the content you need to build a great link? So I think, again, <laughs> our favorite answer comes, uh, it depends. Well. Obviously, it can range from several hundred dollars up to up to thousand, two thousand dollars sometimes. But the very important aspect here is when we create more expensive content, we actually try to make it reusable. 
right? Try to make it in a way so we can have different angles for that content. So for example, we sometimes use Amazon Turk to generate some sort of service and then we survey people and get, you know, answers on several questions. And then based on that, we can, based on that data set that is being returned to us, we can actually have a different, have a few different angles. And one angle might actually fit, you know, several bloggers or one, just one website. But since you've got two or three or four different angles or four different aspects of that query that you surveyed, you can present that on different websites. And still, it isn't going to be duplicate content because obviously that is something that every SEO is focused on and to avoid. So it's all data mining. And if you get a lot of enough data, let's say not a lot, but enough data, you can actually make a lot of assumptions, a lot of conclusions based on that. Link building is something that can be an incredibly effective tool to growing your SEO. That's not a secret. Reaching out to bloggers is something that requires time, patience, effort. You have to build value to be able to get value. And that wraps up this episode of the Voices of Search podcast. Thanks for listening to my conversation with Rad Palushka, the CTO of Husky Hamster. In part two of this interview, which we're going to publish tomorrow, Rad and I are going to talk about link building specifically for e-commerce websites. If you can't wait until our next episode and you'd like to learn more about Rad, you can find a link to his LinkedIn profile in our show notes. You can contact him on Twitter where his handle is Rad Palushka. That's R-A-D-P-A-L-U-S-Z-A-K. Or you could visit his company's website, which is huskyhamster.com. And a special thanks to Previsible for sponsoring this podcast. If you're looking for support with all of your SEO needs, Previsible's integrated consulting model is there for you. They draw on a collective 40 years of SEO and digital marketing experience to help you unlock your organic search and growth opportunities. So join brands like Yelp, eBay, Canva, Atlassian, and Square, all who rely on SEO consultants at Previsible. For more information, go to previsible.io. That's P-R-E-V-I-S-I-B-L-E dot I-O. And a special thanks to Ahrefs for sponsoring this podcast. Monitoring your website used to require multiple expensive tools, but that's not the case anymore thanks to Ahrefs because they just launched their Ahrefs Webmaster Tools product, which monitors your SEO health, helps you keep track of your backlinks, and gives you the insight into what keywords are performing for free. So check out Ahrefs Webmaster Tools at ahrefs.com slash A-W-T. That's Ahrefs, A-H-R-E-F-S dot com slash A-W-T. Just one more link in our show notes I'd like to tell you about. If you didn't have a chance to take notes while you were listening to this podcast, head over to voicesofsearch.com where we have summaries of all of our episodes and contact information for our guests. You can also send us your topic suggestions or your SEO questions, and you can even apply to be a guest speaker on the Voices of Search podcast. Of course, you can always reach out on social media. Our handle is Voices of Search on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, or you can contact me directly. My handle is Ben J. Shap, B-E-N-J-S-H-A-P. And if you haven't subscribed yet and you want to daily stream of SEO and content marketing insights in your podcast feed. We're going to publish an episode every day during the work week. So hit the subscribe button in your podcast app and we'll be back in your feed in the next business day. All right, that's it for today. But until next time, remember the answers are always in the data, 